Welcome back to another Memory Jogger mystery episode. Hope you enjoyed the first one on Monster Trucks. We're anxious to give you another one uh, here tonight. You've got Jason here, and with me is my bud Wyatt. Yes, here I am. Uh, episode two of the, what are you calling it? The new, improved, shortened version of Memory Jogger? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mystery episode. So, uh, like we told you last time, basically we have a spreadsheet of topics. And uh, shout out to uh, Chad Droz on Twitter who gave us a little feedback, said he enjoyed the Monster Truck Show. Uh, if you've got a topic you want to put in the list that you want us to cover, maybe, we're happy to take those suggestions. So Absolutely. That's what we kept uh, plugging away on our previous rendition of Memory Joggers. If you got something, hey, let us know because we're open to ideas. Yes, absolutely. We don't uh, always think of everything. So <laughs> we've got, I think, uh, 60, 65 65. topics right now. Minus one from last week. So uh, just trying to get uh, a list of topics together. We're going to jump on. We're going to hit random and see what comes up. So are you ready to go ahead and move forward? I am. Let's see what the... Let's spin the wheel. (laughs) Spin the wheel. Make the deal. All right. Here we go. Hitting random and our topic tonight. $1, $1, $1. No whammy. Oh, teenage hobbies or interests. Now, I think this might have been something I pulled over from our other master uh, memory jogger list. Right. And I think that's actually something I suggested, trying to figure out what we might have done in our teenage years if we had something that kept us occupied, aside from, I'll call the pseudo normal, like board games, cartoons, or what have you. Do you want to roll with this one? or? Yeah, let's go. Let's see where we okay. go. It might be only a 10 minute. Who knows? <laughs> Teenage hobbies. Um, I say I would say a hobby of mine, and it was a very quick phase because I don't remember having many. But I got into model kits for a while. Uh, in probably the early nineties, I even remember having a subscription to one of these uh, companies that offered like the Snap Tight. Or the uh, snap together model kits, not the yep. true like model kits, but basically you uh, you still popped them out from the plastic uh, little things, and they more or less fit together instead of having to use glue. And I had a uh, space shuttle. I remember putting that together. I think one else. There's probably some other like vehicles. Like I think I, there was a tank in the car. And then at one point I got a Dale Earnhardt. Uh, model kit maybe for a birthday or christmas and i think i still have that model out in uh, my uh, memory trunk out in the garage that i put together in the early 90s when my dad and i were big 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 into nascar so yeah it was very quick maybe a year or so that i did that hobby and just kind of fell out of that and never really Gotten back into it. My boys have never gotten into it either. So that's one hobby. What about you? I had a like hobby with the models. It started out. Um, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was an old. And I actually have it. 
uh, stumbled across it here in the last few years. It's an old model, like a 30s, maybe maybe early 40s uh, Ford coupe. Mm-hmm. I think that was a glue together. Yeah, that was a glue together. And then I tried to paint it. And of course, parents thought the spray paint was a little bit more more money, or maybe they thought I was be more dangerous with it. I don't know. <laughs> so it was all the if you remember the paintbrush style, you know, the little tiny yep. eyedropper size bottle of paint, testers paint, mm-hmm. and I just brushed it on, and of course it looks very uh, hodgepodge painted on, but you know <laughs> it worked. Uh, I have that. Uh, I've had the Dukes of Hazard models off and on. I've never put one together. I opened one up and I started to put it together, and then I was jaded because in the Dukes of Hazard one, the General Lee, they put a what's called a Dodge 500, Dodge Charger 500 rather. And that model, if you remember the General Lee, the rear window, I think they called it. They beveled in, mm-hmm. so you had those little. I don't know what you call them, ears, or it looked like the window, rear window was recessed, basically, into the body a little bit. Well, the 500 made it flat, almost like a fastback. Hmm. So you're putting your General Lee together, and you come to find out it's not really the General Lee. It's a <laughs> copycat. And I'm sure it's a I licensing see. why they did that. So yeah. I it was one of those where, oh, well, it's not the General Lee. Yeah, I'm not touching it. <laughs> That's where it went. I have, I still have in box. I started putting together as a teen, and I never finished it, which was the Airwolf model. And I got like the fuselage put together, and that's as far as I got. It's still <laughs> that status. Yeah. Um, but hey, I, well, like when we're retired, a, we'll we'll put them together. You know. Yeah. But <laughs> like you, I started getting into the hobby maybe a yearish, and it was a hot, you know, an off and on hobby. It was not like, oh, this Friday night, I got to do, you know, put this together. It was. Whenever, whenever I thought about it, type of thing. Oh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll see if I can start that airwolf. And yeah, okay, I'm an hour in. I've only got the fuselage together. <laughs> Anything else that comes to mind? Yeah, um, I'll bounce off that kind of in the same vein. Um, I remember when I was in Cub Scouts, we did the Pine Derby cars, and I still have my original Pine Derby car in that same memory box. Uh, it's, it's lost its front wheels along the way and the windshield, but it was a uh, kit car, not the kit. I mean, it was uh, like pre-shaped. I don't think we really did much other than maybe just sand it down a little bit, you know, and painted it and, uh, you know, came with the wheels. And that model or that uh, derby car had the nail wheels, whereas the ones now they're not pointed on the end, so it's not doesn't look more like a nail. It's just more flat, more like a bolt. And I've even seen kits that have full axles now that go all the way across the car. But yeah, I remember being in one Pinewood Derby. That would have been uh, late '80s, maybe like '86 or '87, around in there. Never did it when I was actually in Boy Scouts, but since my boys were uh, old enough, we had been doing it for a race at our church. And I made it a challenge to myself <laughs> over the years because we did it really when they were really young. Uh, this is probably, I don't know, 
10 years ago or so and just dumb luck i i jackson one year had the fastest car and like i said it was just luck because we didn't know the all the tails on it or anything and uh, i think it was uh we made it out to look like an angry bird that was like nice. when the angry birds started out uh and then we started we did we got some like kit cars race cars and for a while there, every year, I was doing a new pop culture type car, what you might call the uh, Hollywood cars. So one year I did an Ecto-1 and uh, shaped that. I worked a lot on that car. Shaped it all out and I added like Legos for the junk on the top of the car, you know. It was so slow, but uh, just to hear people talk about it and stuff was enough for me. And they do give out a an award. Like they finally uh, did two categories, like one for the kids and one for the younger adults and the dads, you know. So, and they do a uh, fastest car and and best design. And I, I don't think I ever won it for best design, but I kind of disqualified myself because I was going all out. <laughs> I did. Uh, let's see, I did Optimus Prime one year. I I had a kit car of a semi and just doctored it up to look like the g1 optimus prime uh i did kit one year or maybe that was jackson that did kit i did the jurassic park van i did the turtle van and then one year i did uh, a batmobile the uh it was the batman versus superman the newer the newest style batmobile and uh, that was a kit that i put together but yeah, I've had fun with that uh, more recent than I was, you know, when I was a kid. And uh, we have since the the church kind of lost interest and we uh, gave our track, which was a very nice track, like aluminum track, to uh, another church in town that had a program, the Awana program. If you're familiar with that in Baptist churches, they do uh, like a Pinewood Derby race each year. So uh, we ended up donating that to a a church that was more into it than us. So we haven't done that in quite a while, but I've done some posts on rediscover the eighties about my cars and even had pictures of all of the ones that I've done. And I got them somewhere. Oh, I did do the attack track too from He-Man one oh, year, yes. like the one from the actual cartoon, not the clunky one with the weird wheels that, you know, I, I did little uh, foam pieces to kind of do those tracks from the toy, but and from the show. I guess it was kind of those weird tracks on the show, too. But anyway, that's not what was going down the track when I raced it. <laughs> it was just red wheels, you know. Anyway, so that's another hobby that started, I'll say, in my early teen years. What about you? What else? I uh, I got into a, a hobby, I think, out of um, watching it on, I'm pretty sure it was PBS that had it. It was these, you know, HO model railroads. And I really got interested in it. And my dad surprised me. I can't remember if it was a birthday or Christmas, but he surprised me with an HO set. And I was just loving on that. I mean, I he had a sheet of plywood out for me to, you know, do whatever I wanted to do, set it up, and I started putting it together. I had it set up for oh, a fair time. Uh, like many little tack nails to nail down the track and <laughs> the whole nine. I really loved it. And he, then he surprised me. I'm trying to think of when it was. I think it was, it started out, maybe, maybe it started out birthday, 
Christmas, I had a subscription to the there was a model railroader magazine. And, you know, I'd read over it and, you know, basically drool over all the different tracks and accessories. I guess you call it the buildings and cars and all right, that. Right, right. You could buy and get for it. And my endeavor, which never ever happened, but my endeavor was to find a overhead photograph like we would call google maps and go look at images now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back then that's probably very very rare to even have something like that but i wanted to get something that that had clearfield county our home county map and all the railroad beds i was going to try to do something oh there. fun but i realized that clearfield county after i read about it had quite a few train tracks in its day so i didn't know if i would ever accomplish that endeavor because that was a big feat for the amount of tracks that are there but nonetheless I, I that was my endeavor now i still have everything except the plywood so it's been obviously taken apart and i've had it in a little plastic tote for i think how long geez <laughs> years now now you where was you uh set up because i don't specifically remember you having a train set up at your dad's so that train was set up at my dad's in the basement. Uh, okay. There was a, I don't call if you recall my room that they set, set up for me, but it was in the very back of the room, the basement rather, I would say close to the, the furnace room and so forth. And that's where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was shortly after someone got me, either mom or dad, but I got, and you were surprised when we had the chat, that I got a GI Joe. That's right. Auto railroad kit, and the whole train set. So I had the little, like two. I think it came with two army tanks each for Cobra and, and GI Joe. A couple men. The, there was parachuters in that kit. It came with the cardboard decor sheet, whatever that you, mm-hmm. you know, basically made an oval, but it had the ground effect of dirt. And, a river, I think, and whatever else was supposed to be there for your battleground. Yeah, I remember seeing the commercials and just thinking, oh gosh. And there was, a, I think, a couple different sets because there's one, I think it was more slot cars, not uh, not the train. There was like a G.I. Joe slot car set with like Jeeps and stuff, right. and it had this trucking, it might have been called G.I. Joe trucking or something, and there was this... Uh, flatbed that would come up and like had a rocket on it and you would like back it in and it would tip up and shoot off or something i I don't know it was like a a race to stop this (laughs) rocket from going off or something well so that one i used to play at my mom's i don't remember ever uh, taking up to my dad's i might have but i never Mm -hmm. intertwined the two i i really just had a train set for the house, you know, at my mom's, and then a train set at my dad's. And, cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. I still have that, too. The problem is I got into an era where I was trying to be creative and improve upon, like, the originals. So mm-hmm. it, with a number of other things, to include my Thunder Tank, uh, got hand-painted. So I got the old enamel paints and <laughs> trying to spruce it up, it, and it looks like I jacked it up versus spruces up but you know cool yeah cool so what else do you got i'm thinking uh, now this is one i think i have a separate 
topic for it. So either we can talk about it more now or uh, come back to it later. But I remember being uh, big right in the early 90s, 80, well, 89, 90, 91, really big into baseball cards. And uh, I had, uh, well, I think I kind of shared that with uh, Leaf. I think Leaf was into baseball cards at the time. Where, did you ever have a baseball yep, card face? I was into it as well. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So I I know there was a while where uh, a lot of us at school had a mainly sports trading cards, and the big set that I was trying to collect was 1990 Donruss, which had a red border. Uh, pretty worthless now. <laughs> there wasn't really many big name rookies in there. The year before was Ken Griffey Jr., which everybody's trying to get a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie, the upper deck rookie. That was the big yeah. one of the time. And I remember getting it and uh, getting him in uh, the 1990 set of upper deck cards. But of course, you know, that was a second year card, so it wasn't worth as much. But yeah, th- so there was a phase. I remember getting those long boxes to put your baseball cards in. I remember the school store at one point having cards. And that's where I got most of mine. (laughs) The one set that I remember specifically from the school store was a football set that came with candy canes. It was called stars and stripes. And it was kind of like the, uh, the all stars are all pros of the NFL at the time. Uh, So you had all the, the famous players kind of in this set, but it was only maybe, I don't know, 20 or 25 cards. I think I still have it. But I remember it had like candy canes, red, white, and blue on either side of the cards as in the package. And it was like one, you know, it's like buying a set of cards. So I remember getting that. And then one thing I just opened over on the uh, TRN TV channel on YouTube was a set of uh, Toys R Us baseball cards. And I remember having... The department store cards, I'll call it, uh, other than the, uh, you know, like Tops and Donruss and Bowman and Fleer. Those were the big names. But the department stores were putting together their own cards. And I remember having uh, a couple sets from Kmart. I think they were basketball, maybe one basketball, one football, that were little mini books. You would open up and had their stats and everything on it. And then uh, I did have some, like, all-star Baseball cards, I think, from Kmart as well. I think I had a set from Ames. And these came in the boxes, like the little, almost like uh, playing card boxes. And it was a set of like 30 or 40 cards uh, that you would buy for, I don't know, $2.99 or $3.99. It was really kind of cheap, maybe even less than that at the time. Uh, But again, those cards aren't worth much because they weren't in the price guide. They were just kind of there. Uh, but I still collected them. So there, I was collecting all kinds of different cards. I remember cards being in like uh, Jimmy Dean sausage and cereals. Uh, Post, I think, had uh, a s- cards put in the cereal boxes. And I still have some of those. And they were little, there, some of them were little uh, like round cards, not the size of pogs, maybe a little bit bigger than pogs. But uh, some of the foods would put those kind of cards in there boxes so it was you know early 90s was really peak collecting peak uh interest in baseball cards 
and it kind of waned after the 90s and that's kind of come back in the last i would say five or ten years as far as the value goes and cards selling for millions of dollars that aren't like the old old cards though you know we were always pining about the uh uh who was the the honus wagner card i remember that that being like the rarest one or whatever and uh, the dollar signs were like flashing in front of our faces when we talked about that Honus Wagner card. But yeah, I think it's all kind of come full circle almost. And and cards are now kind of getting back into being popular hobbies. So what was your uh, experience with baseball cards? So I, I guess it was kind of the, like a fad. So I just, I jumped on that bandwagon and started collecting them. I, I, I would sort them by team. I remember that was like a constant thing that I would do. So I'd, you know, gather up the tigers and and whatever else was out there, Orioles, put them all in my stash, alphabet, alphabetize them. <laughs> and that was about the extent of it. You know, I'd yeah. get a new pack or two and then I'd go, you know, filter through everything again. And Leaf, he was the pristine guy. So he had the, the, yeah. the book, the binder with the, the sleeves in it so and all those hard cases i remember him having yeah. like some of the the more expensive rookies i think he might have had a king griffey that he had in those hard cases and i i just didn't have any cards worth buying those for or putting them in really at the time but yeah i remember him having some pretty pretty good collection right and so i never like i said i i just jumped on the bandwagon so i never i did try at one point there was a a guide somewhere that I'd stumbled onto and I tried to like slowly try to figure out what they were, how much they were worth. And most of mm-hmm. them were like a dime or five cents or something ridiculous. And I'm like, geez, this is nothing, you know, what's yeah, the point? Yeah. If they're not worth more than what I just bought them for, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've kept them. My organization is there in those, you know, those long boxes that they sold mm-hmm. and they're still there. I think I have three, Maybe three and a half boxes worth of those still in my memorabilia box. They're just lingering mm-hmm. around. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I've done. I haven't done anything else with them. Uh, uh-huh. I would like to know if they're worth anything. Or <laughs> Well, you know, I casually talked to when we went from a RetroCon two years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, before before COVID. We stopped at that that 80s place, that nostalgia place here in laurel on the way home oh, that's right yeah and i remember asking the guy that i'd like to find someone that would not try to lowball me but honestly go through and, and tell me what these things are worth and he he was pretty much adamant if it was a like the early 90s they were you know basically production runs so there's yeah. little to no value to them I'm like okay well that's your opinion maybe he's fact maybe he knows what he's talking <laughs> about but you know, someone out there, just like anything else, there's there's a value to it if you want to really latch on to it. Someone right, right. There's always collectors. Yeah. Might be dead 50 years before it's worth the thing, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, you know, that was one of my things. Uh, the other one that I really latched on to, really when I was a, started into my first job there at uh, Old Town Road Dairy, uh, yeah, Dairy, Old Town Road Exxon, I really got into coin collecting. And mm-hmm. it started with the simple thing. You'd see the bison on your quarters. So I just grabbed them, you know, whenever. And I would, you know, replace the, uh, you know, if I 
found a dollar's worth, I'd put a dollar of quarters or put a dollar in the till and call it even. But then I started, as I'm, I, my job, especially at night, was to always count the money. And I started noticing that the currency bill specifically started having dates. I'd never noticed it before, never paid attention. You know, you just throw a five or whatever it mm-hmm. get your pop and sodas or whatever. Uh, pop and chips is what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> pop and sodas. Yeah, this is where we get mixed up with this out of Clearfield experience, I'll tell you. But <laughs> I would I, I started noticing that, you know, I'm, I came across a nineteen seventy one or something dollar bill. I'm like, oh, that's really old. Oh. Well, maybe I'll keep it, you know, and I, you know, exchange it for a more current dollar bill. Then I found, came across a $5 bill that had the red red serial numbers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, of course, I did that. And for the longest time, I started just collecting currency. And I started, I, my, I began at 1979 and older is what I started collecting. So coins or, or the currency bills, I would do that whenever it was time to change out the quarters for the especially the vacuum pumps in the uh the hand bays mm-hmm. man i was i knew i was going to be you know losing 20 bucks there because i was sorting through all those trying to find that rare well basically <laughs> the bicentennials but you know the right yeah points. um i don't know what i was up to like amounts and i had st- i still do that to this day although i know currency is not as prevalently used, you know, people just whip out a debit card and call it good. I still look around whenever I find a coin and, <laughs> you know, do the thing. When the when the state coins came out, I tried to make an effort right. to start collecting like one or two of each, but then I concentrated on Pennsylvania. So I have something like five or six rolls of quarters now of just Pennsylvania coins. Nice. I think I have four or five rolls of bicentennial. My oldest currency bill is a $20 bill and it's a 1934 $20. oh wow yeah and that was just you found in yeah and, and i think it was at the really? gas station i think it's when i found it i found wow. like, geez this is terrific um <laughs> i just came across i was going through some old photos and stuff that my mom sent me geez three or four years ago now and there is a dollar bill it's a silver note dollar bill and it's almost nice. interesting i know it's been circulated because obviously it's folded and it's in my hands but it's not i mean it's i wouldn't call it close to mint condition and i did a casual look on ebay and some are trying to ask eighteen hundred dollars for that one little dollar bill oh wow uh i don't know if they're getting that but that's what they're asking for <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm like oh i don't know I've if i'd trust ebayers for uh, currency yeah, but I'm like, hey, you know, this is a gem. It's worth at least more than a dollar. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so things like that. That's why I looked at yeah. the currency because I found that there is a coin collection out there. Now, most of it is for the uncirculated. That's where you find the you know, the, right. the, uh, the value in it. But I, my oldest coin is a 19, is it a 1919 penny. Yeah, and I have, I've come mm-hmm. across two or three of them now. One, you can barely make out 1919 it's so corroded but the, i came across <laughs> yeah. another one that's a little fresher i'll call it a little cleaned up and so i you know i i have those and it's 
50 cool. cent pieces, $2 bills. Your dad was always giving me $2 bills because I collect them. <laughs> he's, still, he's still the $2 bill, man. He still sends them to us on birthdays. And right. And I just I find them the fascinating. I know that's now it's still kind of a currency. Well, I mean, it's an active currency, but it's the oddball, you know? You yeah, one, yeah. Five, ten, and twenties, and whatever. It's a two, okay. The oddball I remember as a kid was the Susan B. Anthony dollars. Yep, I have. And when you'd those. find one of those, you're like, oh, this is this is the dollar one because it had the weird, almost like uh, corners on it, yeah, you know, all yeah. the way around. And it was about the size of a quarter. And Just finding one of those bigger, was, but, yeah. yeah, finding one of those was like gold, man. It was <laughs> to that me was at least. That yeah. was a gift from my great aunt before she passed. I can't remember what it was. She gave me and my sister both two. I think it was two Susan B. Anthony coins. And just just the other day here, um, there was a bunch of coins. My wife's sister came up for, for a visit from Brazil. And she mm -hmm. came across a Susan B. Anthony. She left it at the house for the kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just going to exchange this here. Here's your dollar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I've thought about it. I've thought about seeing if it's, again, going through someone that's independent. That's not going to try to lowball me or say, I'll, you know, I'll pay you $200 for this collection when it's worth 2000 I don't know. Right, right. Uh, but I can't, I haven't looked very deep and I haven't, and I'm not going to let them give them the box and say, here, you know, I'll see you in a week, <laughs> count it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't do much coin collecting. Uh, again, that's my dad's thing. I would say he probably has at least a roll uncirculated of every state quarter. He is uh, just over the moon for those state quarters and $2 bills. He sent me some and some other old currency. My great aunt gave me, uh, before she passed away, some currency. It was uh, my uncle's from when he was overseas. It's like a... I was like a 25 cent yen note or something from Japan. Uh, I've got uh, some note from uh, Canada. I think it's like a dollar note or something. And then when we went to Montreal on our senior trip, I saved some uh, Canadian currency there. I still have <laughs> some of those. And, you know, when we got Canadian coins in our change, they were pretty much bupkis so i would save them just because nobody would take them it seemed like or you try to put a canadian quarter in the in the arcade machine and it never accepted it so uh just odds and ends like that is what i mainly kept as a kid uh and have over the years i haven't really saved much currency but those coins i got from my great aunt i've got some of those morgan silver dollars from before 1900 i think they're like 1890 something oh, wow. so i've got uh, probably a half a dozen of those and the silver is probably worth more than the actual right. <laughs> you know coin uh just because they're pretty rough but yeah i think it's what is it 1950 something in in older maybe in the right. 60s where it was all silver and they before they started adding the copper in there Yep. And those coins are really worth their weight in silver, uh, more or less nowadays. So if you do look at old coins, look at those ones to yeah. uh, cash in. But one more hobby I'll throw out there for this show. And I, this dates back to 1984 
because I still have my album from 1984 stickers. I've always loved and collected stickers. And we even did a podcast about it on the retro network. I think it's over on the, uh, the retro network presents feed now with me and Sean Robert and, uh, Ben from batfan.com. Uh, we all did a, just a sticker loving show essentially <laughs> talked about sticker collecting over the years and some of the oddballs and, and ones that we, we, uh, kept, but yeah, I have a sticker album. That's one of my treasured possessions from my childhood, all kinds of stickers in there, scratch and sniff and the googly eyes, the ones that are kind of foil, the ones that are lenticular that you can turn and see a couple of different images, uh, pop culture, you know, mainly kind of thing. And then the other thing that I really collected was the uh, Panini sticker albums where you would get the album and it would have like maybe 200 spaces in there and the stickers were sold separately in a little pack. And you ripped those open and you got maybe, I don't know, six or seven stickers to put in your album and you tried to, to trade with your friends to complete the album. I remember uh, I, I have a picture of my dad from... I think it was Christmas 85, 84, 85. I got a Masters of the Universe sticker album and he, I had him hold it up and I took a picture of him because I got a camera that year. Uh, so I remember having that one. I still have my Voltron album, which is incomplete. Uh, I have a couple sports albums. I got like uh, 88 and 89 basketball panini albums and one of those came with a complete set of stickers so i kind of cheated on one of those <laughs> just so i could get them all but yeah i loved collecting stickers and especially those albums that they put out uh, just within the last two years i spent a little money went out to uh, ebay and bought the gi joe one and it has it came with this red screen and throughout the book it's got like little areas where you hold the red screen up to it and you can see like hidden phrases and stuff throughout and uh i bought a bunch of stickers tried to complete that i'm close and i've had some people hit me up over the years uh last couple years asking when i put out the word hey can you uh do you all have any gi joe stickers from 1987 trying to complete that album you know whatever 30 years later, 35 years later. So what about you? Have you, did you get into those like Panini sticker albums or, or stickers in general as a kid? I think as a to do maybe, but I never really got like hooked like you did. I stick mm -hmm. a few here, you know, they'll puffed up things every now and then. But I never <laughs> really, not like you. I didn't, I guess. Okay. With that one. I got a set but of Knight Rider, Knight Rider stickers you might want. Are those the one I gave you? <laughs> the ones we found at RetroCon. Yeah, yeah, I still have those. Yep. I have a pair. I bought two, and I give you one. Uh-huh. Um, the, I guess my last one, I, I, I'm trying to think what was the the better of it that I've collected or had a mm -hmm. hobby with. I, shoot, there's probably a lot of things, but I would say that one of the unique ones, I'll put it in that vein, one of the unique ones for a while was when Pepsi came out with the funky, oh yeah, like Hawaiian cans. Yes, yes, yeah. So I still drank them. I didn't not drink them, mm -hmm. uh, but I would save the you know the empty can. 
And I had like a stack of those all over the place in my one bedroom. <laughs> and I can't find them. Obviously, I think my mom you know, pitched them. But the fact that I, I had, was there like six? There was some, some number. Yeah, I remember that. All of them. And I got all of them. And had them sitting there like on a, on my dresser for the longest time. I kept telling my mom, it's not trash. I'm collecting just those. <laughs> I didn't go out and get like 50 of one can. I just wanted one of each thing. One of but each I, one, I, yeah. Like I said, I drank it. So what's it really worth if it's an empty can? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People collect uh, all kinds of Pepsi and Coke memorabilia, empty or full. The only one that I kept can that is and still have is an original crystal Pepsi can. Oh, nice. Of course I drank it, but yeah, I, I kept the can. I just, it was such a novelty to me, uh, more than any other drink really up to that time. I think it came out in 92 ish or 93, maybe but I just remember. Yeah. And the, the collector cans, they did all kinds of cans. I, I want to say they did like Michael Jackson cans and, yeah, they did. uh, just different designs, those crazy designs. I do remember those from Pepsi. There's like a neon one was like black with neon writing and uh, just all kinds of different uh, patterns and art styles, which are really cool. So, but yeah, I never really collected any food. I did collect one box. Cannot find it for the life of me. I don't, maybe it got tossed, but I kept one cereal box which was the morning funny cereal, which had the comics. It had a panel that would open up on the box itself. And you could read the, uh, it was family circus and can't remember who all was on there, but I just thought it was cool. A box that can open up, you know, (laughs) and uh, you had your little comic strips there and I kept that, but uh, cannot find it for the life of me. But that's cool. Yeah. There's, novelty stuff like that i still kind of want to go back and collect i've collected uh or or recollected the batman forever frosted mugs from mcdonald's that was 1995 uh i've just through thrift stores i've seen them i'm "I'm gonna get these because i'd like them just that frosted style i did keep the garfield mugs that were from mcdonald's back in the i think late 80s uh, collected those from McDonald's, and then my wife worked for McDonald's in the mid '90s when the Flintstones movie came out. Oh, nice! And they had frosted mugs at McDonald's for the Flintstones. And just like uh, two weekends ago, she found the last one that I needed in the collection at the thrift store, and uh, so I've got a complete set of those now. But yeah, just those kind of things that they would have it. Fast food and, you know, just uh, branded stuff like Pepsi and Coke. always have different uh, things to collect. So that's a good one. Yeah, well, I'm going to go back a tick. I just mm-hmm. remember for the currency, I when I went to Italy for a, a deployment, I kept a hold of the lira, which is mm-hmm. their currency. Now that's all gone because they went to the, the Euro? European yeah. uh, universal. Yeah, zone. yeah. Uh, Interesting. Lira so, was the Italian yeah. currency, so I have I I have to look. I think I have a a one, a three. I I think there's a three, or maybe it's a thousand. Is how they go by or one hundred. I can't remember what. It, You're rich. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, someone somewhere is going to say, oh, that's rare. They don't make it anymore. They burn them all or whatever. Yeah. So someone, again, someone knows that there's value to them. I just don't know where to look. Yeah. I don't they- People probably traded it in for the euro, whatever you know, and euro, that's it. Yeah. when they went to it, and yeah, that might be worth something. I have to look into that. Well, this has been fun. Uh, yeah, don't... yeah, this worked out pretty good. Uh, kind of tapping into our childhood collecting times, but some of it has uh, made the test of time. Some have, some of our collecting hasn't, but I think you're a collector in some form or fashion nowadays, as am I, and finding uh, old junk or uh, keeping old junk. We did a memory jogger, remember, on our uh, our memory boxes. Yep, yep. We just start pulling random stuff out, and that was, that was really fun. That so, was. That, it, we were, for those listening that haven't gone through, go back and look for that. And it was fun because we literally were pulling stuff out of the boxes, and we have video. So it's probably on YouTube. Yeah, it's on that, YouTube as well. And you can see what we're pulling out. You know, uh, I came across that uh, Gettysburg bullet and the keychains yeah, and so forth. And Jason, he was pulling stuff. out cards. And what was the other thing you pulled out that was funky? <laughs> there probably be a lot of funky things yeah. in there. But, but see, yeah, that was really fun. And that's what we're, uh, we've said it before. And we'll probably keep repeating. That's what this whole podcast is really for yes it's it's more centric to us because we're talking about what we collected but it's universal you guys collected something right uh if it wasn't yeah. baseball maybe it's football cards or uh maybe you looked for the unique things like at kmart like jason was talking about uh whatever it is that you're collecting we're we're intrigued at what you have collected that transcends between you know someone in nebraska or or maybe across you know the other side of the world maybe there's someone over in Italy that that did collect lira, or maybe they're collecting U.S. dollars, you know, because mm-hmm. of something unique. Those uh, Panini sticker albums are pretty popular among uh, football or soccer fans. Yeah, I know those date back decades. So maybe somebody across the world uh, collected uh, soccer sticker books. <laughs> that's it, and that's what well, that's yeah. what we're interested. In. We would like to to see or hear what you're collecting. So please give a shout out in our show notes or reaches on our, our social media sites. You got myself infamous WB on Twitter, as well as Jason, who is at RD eighties. Again, we discovered the Just find us. We'll, we'll read it all off. We're mm-hmm. interested in seeing what you all were, were collecting you know, back in the day, or maybe still. Right. Yeah, what were you collecting? Mainly as since this was uh, geared towards our teenage years, but yeah, see, love to hear what you guys were collecting back then, and even collecting now. And we'll keep that segment uh, in the show as long as you guys are commenting. You know, at the top of the show, we'll give some feedback from the previous episode. Uh, just again, we love keeping the conversation going over there on social media, and then either our show notes or Facebook, wherever you want to find Rediscover the '80s or like Wyatt said on our Twitter handles, tag us there, and uh, we will definitely talk back to you. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's going to do it for uh, this second mystery episode of Memory Jogger, and uh, we'll try to keep the uh, pattern going here. We'll get you another episode hopefully sooner rather than later. And uh, again, if you've got a topic 
That's another thing you can leave for us, and we'll get in the system. So uh, maybe your topic will come up next time. But anyway, for Wyatt, this is Jason. Thanks so much for listening to Memory Jogger Mystery, and we'll catch you next time. See you guys. <laughs>